This is WSN. Love it or leave it. The underdog's on top, and you can either agree or disagree with her. But either way, the tribe is all here. This is a tribe called Chess. You can call the show anytime at 855-77-WYLDE. That's 855-779-9533. And welcome to a tribe called Jess. And we are so happy to be here. Yeah, we I'm are. I'm so happy to be here. And I have Frankie Diaz, Frank the Tank. And Frank the Tank, he was in Miami. And I have Julio Diaz, our July Diaz, and my baby boy, Scott. We miss you, Scott. Woo! Oh, yeah. You would have had a really good time in Miami. We need to take Scott to Miami. I said that, too. I was like, Scott would have a ball. And tonight he goes, I want to go to Ultra. And I was like, well, I won't go there. You can go to Ultra. (laughs) And we'll all party at the pool parties when the DJs come and do the really good sets. Yeah, yeah. You get lost in that festival. Yeah, yeah, you do. And Jeff is once again in, in, uh, is he in Tampa? Tampa. Tampa. (laughs) Nice. It's cold up here. I'm glad he's down there. Oh, it is. Dude. I like came home from the gym, threw on a sweatshirt, and then came like right here. <laughs> um, so anyway, you having problems over there? Technical issues. You know. Technical issues. If I can't hear anything, it didn't happen. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And there it is. Scotty, will you turn me up just a little bit? Um, so anyway, we're back. I'm excited. Oh, Miami was amazing, just amazing. But before we get into all that, a couple things. One is I missed last week so much, not being here two weeks. Like, I love doing this, and I missed it so much, and I was so excited to come back on air. Yeah, you, you were are. too. Yeah, yeah, No, of course, you were definitely. too. We were like, yeah. and well, I'm going to address how much Miami gave the tribe called Jess Love. United Airlines gave the tribe called Jess Love. <laughs> even to the point I thought I was in trouble <laughs> and I was going to get kicked off the plane, but I, it, they were just saying hi because they're like, you're Jess. And I'm like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> the tribe did represent, we did represent down in Miami. Oh, uh, we represented big time in Miami, yeah. treated us so, so well. And we met so many fabulous people and I'll get into that. But a quick few mentions for the sub we're coming to you live from the Salisbury studios today, fueled by monster energy and lots of events coming up here. They're on my page on Cagezilla's page, Salisbury center page, TCB fights page. We have TCB fights November 11th and there'll be a youth showcase at 4 PM. And then the main card starts at seven, I believe. Um, and then December 2nd, I believe is guns and roses tribute. I saw that. Um, and that should be really, really yeah. good. There's an eighties night. I'm not going to go through them all. Um, they're all there, but the guns and roses tribute. One of my friends actually said they just saw them and it was excellent. Yeah. So, um, definitely come down for that. And I am so excited for this announcement. Jeff has wanted to do this. It's something I've wanted to do um, with Jeff for a while. Um, And we're finally going to do it January 26th. We all know I love electronic music. Um, This is a perfect place to have an electronic music party. Um, Everything's here. And for people that don't, it makes me excited because I love to share the music I think people think it's do, 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 and that it's just not what it is. And the culture is such a good vibe. The music such a good vibe. So January 26th, we are doing the double vision party. And DJ Rizza from uh, DC, who we all know and love, not only for his music, he opens for very big acts at Echo Stage. Um, Obviously, Soundcheck and other parties. But he has agreed to come here and DJ. So I am super stoked. He's so good, guys. And um, it's going to be double vision. So it's all about doubles that night. Double shots, double this, double that. Twins, I think. And I'm going to check myself, get him for free. And um, we encourage you for a thousand and I think five hundred dollar prizes to bring your best uh, twin, like twin outfits. So yeah. it can be twins dressed up, like look like, but also like someone like me and Lauren who kind of have the same type body. We're little, uh, yada yada. We can dress up and see if we can kind of look look alike. So, oh, nice! I think yeah. I think we and I can pull it off. Yeah, as twins, right? I so. Yeah, I think so. I think but you have some going. new gear coming in too. Oh, really, oh, and you know it's uh, Julio's birthday is on the 29th of January. 
Yeah. So we could we could make that your birthday too. That's well, there fun. you go. There yeah. you go. It's going to be a really good party, guys. So doublevisionparty.com where you can buy your tickets. January 26th, Salisbury Center. We will have VIP tables and bottle service as well and more to come. I will be posting, of course, and I will be there dancing the night away. Um, so please come out for that, guys. I'm super excited to do this with Jeff. And hold on. Of course, I have to get Oshi. Hold on. Uh, Scotty, can you turn me up a little bit, please? I think Scotty walked away. He's like, oh. bye, guys. <laughs> There's going to be two Oshis that night. There's going to be two. O yes, I'm not bringing Oshi. Oshi's definitely getting a sitter. He's driving <laughs> me crazy tonight. Um, so anyway, Miami, Miami, Miami. Oh, oh my God. God. It was the best trip I've ever taken to Miami. I've been so many times. And this just topped it all. And it changed me. Like, <laughs> it, it literally... Uh, I don't even know what to say, how it changed me. Like I felt, I told you, I felt like a different person, a different, I don't know. And I think it's my age too. Um, but what a fabulous, fabulous, great time we had. First of all, huge shout out to our many friends that yes. met up with us. Not only, um, I've never done Winwood. The festival, Three Points Festival is in Winwood. That was fabulous. Yep. Patterson and Gurjeet were amazing to travel with. That's who went with us. Yeah. We had such a good time with them. No drama. Met up with friends and win went on Sunday for Sunday Fun Day. You and I went and watched football at Moxie's, which was just so cool. The diversity, the music playing everywhere constantly. Uh, it's just, God, it was just such a different vibe for me staying in Brickell. Yeah. And then going to these parties that I had never heard of in Winwood personally, you know, it's always been South Beach and big events or this or that. And we went to 1-800-LUCKY. Oh, that's yep. awesome. And it, Coco Drills does the party there. Um, and the DJs were fabulous. I, you know, you never know who you meet in the bathroom. I met Grace Arebus. That's the girl DJ that's yeah. doing the little tour. She's awesome. We've been texting. What just a fabulous woman. What a great DJ. I've been listening to her sets like, Oh my God. I love her. I'm obsessed. Yeah, Just fabulous. Cool. The music was amazing. I like how they had that venue with all the food too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in this venue that kind of, I would guess gives you the flash vibe. Um, one of our friends had said that when he told us to go to the party and then um, you have this whole venue of different vendors that run out food so you can eat yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have fabulous food and have fabulous music. I don't think I sat down for six hours straight. <laughs> I oh, think that was a lot of dancing that night. That was a lot of dancing. And, and then we el, went uh, to El Patio. Yeah, El Patio. El pa yeah. I know. Say, I know. El Patio. You, El Patio with reggaeton. <laughs> yeah, reggaeton. Dude, it was. <laughs> it was off the chain. It was lit. We it had lit. so, so much fun. And it was just like. I felt just such a part of everything. It wasn't this, yeah. like, normally when you go to Miami, a lot of times for me, it's like always about, oh God, I have to maintain this look and look good and blah, blah, blah. And I always dress up. You know me. I dress up anyway, except for here. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just like, it, it was just like partying with great people and just having such a great time. And our friends then, two of our great friends that are originally from DC took us, you because Patterson and Gurjeet left on Sunday and um, they took us out to a private, I say private event. I don't think it's private invite only. You can go, obviously. But we went through a taker, taqueria, right? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Through this door and you open up and here's this party with Oscar G. And it was so great. They met us at like such good vibes. They're always fun to hang out with. And we really appreciate it because we had just such a super good time with them and, and seeing Oscar G, of course. I mean, how cool was it that, you know, it was like a little... You know, it was like it was private in the sense that it wasn't, you know, made public that there was that he was going to be throwing this party. It was just word of mouth, and certain people knew. Yeah. So when we're pulling up and I see the taqueria, right? I'm like, oh snap! Like, you know, I'm like excited already just because it's tacos. Okay. And, then, <laughs> and those tacos were good. We had them late <laughs> yeah, night. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. So it was like I know as soon as we're done, we're going to get some tacos. Yeah. And you know that's what we what we did. I mean, we danced. For a while, the music this was just sick. sick. And they had the, He's always good, had the, though. What, the bongos, is that what it's called? Dr oh, yeah, something. My, and it's on drums. And drums, yeah, it yeah. was really cool. It was yeah. just such a cool vibe. Such good company. All weekend long, the people that we met up with in Miami that we either know from here, I think most we know from here that live there now, yeah. just made it extra special. The festival is fabulous. And um, Patterson was just, I love hanging out with Patterson. She's just 
fun and good vibes and her gummy worm vodka forever. (laughs) (laughs) She like puts gummy worms in vodka. And then when we were leaving, she takes a big chug. I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) Uh And then Frank, well, let me tell you. So then we, (laughs) so I had picked to stay at the icon in Brickle and I drank like from the time we got to the airport and I have like a drink and then I drank like one on the plane and it was really strong. I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. And we then had you a couple had, on the plane. We yeah. had a couple. Right. And then I go, I'm going to go get my luggage. He's like, yeah, I'm going to use the restroom. I'm like, I've lost Frankie and we aren't even out of the airport yet. I'm like, where are you Frankie? He's like, I'm getting a shot I at the bar. A, I send you a picture of the shot. And I'm like, so I was outside with my luggage going, oh God, it's already Frank the Tank. I knew it was on like Donkey Kong. So we get there. The Icon Brickle was fabulous, 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 fabulous. The Airbnb we stayed at was fabulous. The pool there is fabulous. The staff, the music, they played my podcast at the check-in for the pool. Like all day. (laughs) I loved it. The people at the pool that were charging like the towels and stuff like that. Cause I was wearing the jersey, dude. Like this jersey, yeah, loving yeah, this jersey. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they would ask about what is that, what is that, and they would tell them about the podcast. And next thing you know, like we're passing by, and they got the laptop, and they're just listening to the podcast. They're watching it on the YouTube, oh, so it was God. fantastic. Awesome. And big shout out to uh, Delina, who was our server yeah. the whole time. Um, she was awesome. And then you went up to get uh, G from the front desk. And I'm just, you know me, I say hello to everybody. And uh, this guy, I was like, oh, what do you do? He's like, I film porn. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I was like. Jeff was there? (laughs) (laughs) We did meet somebody that knew Porno Dan. We were like, wait, you know Porno Dan? But it wasn't that guy. Um, So Frankie comes back and I'm like, oh. This is so-and-so. And I was like, he's here to film a porn. <laughs> and I'll let you take it from there, Frankie. Oh, God. Wait, wait. You, he was there to film porn with Frankie? You know, <laughs> no, so, you know, obviously, we're, like, just having a good time, just doing drinks, shots after shots. Next thing you know. Frank the Tank. No, Yeah, Frank the <laughs> Next thing you know, Frankie, I, Gurjeet and I are like, hey, we're going to go get some groceries which we ended up getting three bags of chips, uh, two coconut waters, and three regular waters. So I'm kind of like, not sure what groceries we got. I know, it was crazy. It was like, we're going to get some food. Like, And then I was like, oh, we'll go to the liquor store. Come back, Frankie's nowhere to be found. And I'm like, oh, God, I've already lost Frankie <laughs> day one. And he was hammered. <laughs> I mean, we were all hammered, but he was hammered. Dude, just put it this way. The people at the pool... The next day, they didn't call. They called me Frank the Tank after that. <laughs> it was like Frank the Tank, the service, Frank the Tank. Yeah, because <laughs> I was lit and and I disappeared. All I remember is they, <laughs> that they had called. They called me and I picked up and I told them this is according to them. And I told them where I was, so they came and got me. And then my next memory was me puking out the Uber. <laughs> so from the pool. <laughs> When they, when they left, <laughs> in that point, who knows what happened? <laughs> but you it, it, you were able to walk out of that. You know, you, it didn't hurt sitting down afterwards, right? Oh, you know what I always say? I always say, as long as I, as long as the next day I don't wake up with my asshole sore, it was a good it was a good night. <laughs> so he's puking out the limb, and we're like, oh, he can rally. He'll rally. It's fine. He's fine. Next thing, I was like, I'm going to take a rest because we've been going since four in the morning, like, uh, you know, because our flight left so early. Yeah. Next thing you know, Frankie's puking again and me and G are like, yeah, you probably need to turn this this ride around. Hold we need on to go a sec. Hold on a sec. Tell them how it was. You did the Jessica thing where you were like, you'll be fine. And just started sticking your fingers oh. up my throat. He needs to pee. Yeah, well, that was at a flower pot before we got in the limo because I was like, he. so years ago, Frankie and I... Frankie, I had rented a party bus for my birthday going down to U Street Music Hall for Stanton Warriors. There was a ton of us. And Frankie comes out of U-Haul and he was like, we were going to other places. And he's like, I'm so hammered. I can't go on. I was like, no, no, you'll be fine. And I pull him behind a car because it's D.C., no drunk in public. I was like, here, 
<laughs> shove my fingers down his throat, pukes. He's like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> so I tried to do that again. No bueno. We're too old now. <laughs> yeah, this time she said I was like, I saw a planner and I was like, ugh. Yeah. And she's like helping me. I, no. I was wondering why my throat was you, sore. You know, that's true friendship when, because I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm, I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> so that's true friendship. Um, but it was an, just an awesome time. Yeah, I mean, just an awesome time. Thank you, Miami. Thank you for everybody. I can't believe the amount of subscribers, people that were commenting, yeah, sending yeah. me messages. Just truly thankful, Miami. Just such a big support. And what a supportive community of just, and me debating moving down there, such a supportive community of we're family down here. We'll look out for you and, and our friends that are there. So, um, not to and, mention all the great food we had. Oh God. You know, we had a lot of, and good you know, I'm not into the was, foods, yeah. but I love the foods in Miami. Like, Oh God, just more than we did a one day. It did rain for like four hours. So the four of us did a food crawl. Um, and everywhere we went was just fabulous. The drinks were fabulous. The food was fabulous. And, and Oh God. That's one place I, I got to work out double because <laughs> I, I like the foods. I tell you what, though, those six days did feel really long. <laughs> Not for me. I So I'm fine. We get back and we go Sunday to a warehouse party because, as you guys all know, um, we will be off air after today for at least two Wednesdays. I'm hoping just to, I go in for surgery Monday for my glow up with Dr. Arzadon, Arzadon, Northern Virginia Surgical Arts and the Spa Clinic. I'm super excited. Yes, I am nervous. Um, And they are going to film it. So it should, I said I would take you through the journey. I don't know how this cut is going to look of them filming it. I told Jessica when she comes out, it's going to be like the one time. That I'm gonna look better than her. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes. I was like, you're gonna, you guys are gonna miss me. I won't be able to talk. He, he's gonna be like, no, Julio, you hear that? It's the beautiful sound of silence. <laughs> oh, no voice messages from Jess. No, no million voice clips have triggered Jessica. Um, but yep. So going in Monday, I go in at seven thirty. Um, getting a little neck lipo, getting a little neck tighten, uh, getting a little little bottom half of my face just tightened up and those hooded eyelids. And so everybody can say everything to me you want, but until you're 48 and going, I'll be 49 in March, you have no idea how it feels to get old. So I don't want to do a lot. I always want to look like me. Yeah. Just a little, you know, tightened up. And um, vanity is my favorite sin. And if you like to grow gracefully, continue to do so. There's nothing wrong with that either. But um, I want to take people through the journey because I think people debate doing this kind of stuff. Uh, don't know what it's actually like. And with somebody that you see a lot of like bad stuff and I, I trust Dr. Arzanon and I think it'll be good to show a side of that, you know, that is successful and what it's really like. So I'm, I am nervous though. Yeah. I'm nervous too. Oh God. I'll be, <laughs> you'll be fine. I hope, <laughs> I hope I get nervous cause it's elective. Anyway, Dr. Arzadon Spa Clinic, you know, Botox, anything face, like fa- like the, they do all the different lasers, facials, Morpheus, all that. And then obviously if you're going into more surgical type things, then, you know, that as well. So I'm excited. We'll see. Well, I'll, I'll do a reveal as well. So Yay. this is brave of me. Very brave. And then, so we come back and I'm like, okay, so Sunday I want to go out because it's the last day I'll drink it all, you know, yada, yada. So I'm in six, six days in Miami. I don't, I think I had a migraine one day, barely made it fine. No hangovers. In one day, I destroy my life in DC. I have never <laughs> in my life been this hung over, like ever. Like yeah. I was shaking the next day. I'm like, what did I, did I drink the whole bar? But I was like, Frankie, I call Frankie at six in the morning. I go, was I nice? Did I have fun? Was I a bitch? What, what Jessica did we get out of this? Cause I've worked really hard to try not to do any of those things. He's like, no, you had fun all night. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, she was like a little kid. I was like, well, I would be at the bar and she'd come over and like, she'll have a drink. We'll do a shot. Oh, and then God. she'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go dance. And then she would just disappear. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> and that outfit she had, the little cowboy. What was it? What did you call it? I did it. Right, you know the song, isn't it? Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh, so I had to throw an outfit together, and I didn't want to be the same thing I was last mm. year. And with Miami and surgery and works busy, yeah. I was like, "Oh, Rhinestone Cowgirl." So I took part of what I wore from Glow and just reinvented it into a outfit. Yeah. So I had a big cowgirl hat on. Yeah, but 
I have a little head. I make I make <laughs> sure she drank enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I drank. Yeah, yeah. I, I I literally have never woken up and thought. I'll ne- I don't even want to smell the smell of any alcohol. Usually, you know, there's a specific alcohol. Yeah. No, none of it. Like I'm good. I didn't feel better till today. Yeah. Like my trainer was laughing at me. He goes, yeah, warehouse party. You'll do it. And I'm like, dude, I drank for six days and was fine. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Never even got wasted. Wasty face in Miami. Nope. One day in DC. <laughs> and we got, I got to see my little Carrie Ann. Haven't seen her since March. So it was really good to see her. So Really good to catch up. Love you, Care. That was wonderful to see you and can't wait to do it more. And it was happy birthday, Patterson. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. The show knows Patterson. Happy, happy birthday, sweetheart. That's why we went out. So you're, I blame your birthday. Killed me. <laughs> Not Miami. Patterson's birthday. So, um, but anyway, so uh, what did you do while we were gone? I was uh, able to rock around naked in my house. It's always exciting. It kind of is exciting. Yeah, I really need to see that picture. <laughs> you don't have cameras in your house? <laughs> Scotty, did you miss us? Oh, yeah. I liked your photos and videos. Yeah. It was fun. It was so, you got to come, Scott. Yeah, wherever you stayed was incredible. Yeah, the icon was really cool. Oh, yeah, that view was ridiculous. The host of um, our, so the one tower, Tower 3 is uh, more Airbnbs. And our host specifically, if anybody wants uh, the information, let me know. Because the condo was great. The service was great. He was responsive. Um, so, yeah, the I, I recommend it. The, it's biggest the biggest pool, pool in Miami, yeah. I think. Yeah. Biggest pool had a, like, was I guess it's a jacuzzi, the, the warm Frankie one. walked it. Wait, oh, tell God. him what you did. And then we'll move on <laughs> so we don't bore people. So, look, so there's, like, three pools, right? There's, like, the big, long one. There's, like, a, a hot tub one. And then there's... I thought was like a baby know, pool, a child for the kids. <laughs> this is so funny. So I'm the first one to like, oh, you know, let me get in the water. So <laughs> I'm, I, I get in there, and the water only goes up to my knees, and it's cold. And I'm like, how do people even sit here? And then uh, I guess I don't know if it was security or something. No, somebody who worked it comes and goes. Excuse me, sir. That's uh, just for decoration. That's not a pool for people to swim in, you know. And I was like, from the start, classy from the start. I was like, he's probably like this freaking Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! So then there was like there was these three hot girls there, right? And I go, so this is my chance to talk to them. Like, ladies, you know, don't be silly like me and don't go into the pool. This is not for swimming. And they go, we know. I was like, really? You can tell me. <laughs> yeah. oh, and that's God. my last memory. And then Frank the Tank came out. It was, yeah, whatever. It was awesome. Don't apologize for well, the not. fun. It was amazing. It was- we created the best. I was told I, I had fun. No. Unless you were in jail and I have to bail you out and you yeah. ruined the party, then I would be upset. But otherwise, who cares? Like, have fun. fun. Oh, of course. People yeah. stop complaining about people when they drink or don't go out with them drinking. I'm so over it. Anyway. They don't complain about me because I've been a very good angel. <laughs> I'm an angel now. Um, so anyway, uh, shout out to Rito Loco Burritos. That oh, was yeah. at, that's a food. It's a food truck, or does he have an actual place? No, it's the it's the restaurant below. Is it an El actual? Techo. It's oh, the one it's, that's below El Techo. Okay, it's below El Techo. Yeah. Um, I've never had a better burrito in my life, and we walked off with their green sauce. And he's like, can I have that back? We're like, no, it's so good. Yo, green <laughs> I don't sauce. even know what that was. And I don't want to keep going on about it, but definitely El Techo is uh, right across from Flash in DC, so. like diagonal. Um, and then he put a sticker on the side of uh, his truck or thing his for fridge, us. like his whatever yeah. it is. Board. It was very nice. cool of him. Yeah. Super. Do you remember his name? I think he said it was Alex. Okay. Well, we hope it's Alex. Uh, Rito Loco Rito Unique Loco. Burritos. I went and looked at, I took a photo. I, even though when I'm drunk, I don't lie if I say I'll mention you. So yeah, we the, the best burrito I probably ever had. I'm being serious. Yep. Like that was super good. Oh, um, we uh, want to take you one to go for the next spot. And Jessica just crushes the container. because <laughs> We still got to eat it, didn't we? It's still food. And they held it for us at the bar. And then we were, I was like, yo, can we get the burrito? And literally, <laughs> we're like just taking a bite. like. <laughs> oh, my God. Hot mess. Hot mess express. Um, and then shout out to my cousin Mel and Alex for, I asked them to be, I was like, please be Travis and Taylor. Yeah. And they totally were. So that was very cool. They looked fabulous. Everyone cute. doing, uh, I like the Travis and Taylor trend. 
I like the uh, David and Victoria Beckham trend of costumes. Very cool. What I liked about my cousins is she had her son uh, dressed as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah, thought was, was with the wig and everything. Yeah. It was it it's was fantastic. Cool. So cool. shout out to you guys. Um, and then what else? Um, oh, and then I up my Annie. You saw this before we went to, or maybe it was in Miami or before we went. I said, not only do I think Travis and Taylor will stay together oh, yeah. until my birthday, I think they'll be engaged by my birthday. I honestly, honestly all do. In on them. I'm all in on this. I my birthday is the very end of March, uh, and yep, I think they'll be engaged. Uh, do you see his what his publicist did? Did you see that controversy? Did you? No. Uh, so, Puri, I think her name is. It's Travis publicist. Well, she I guess has a picture with Taylor Swift, and the picture is um, like it was her birthday. So one of her friends made a collage. You know, you tag in the stories, okay. and she put a full clown head on Taylor, hiding Taylor Swift's face this picture that has been public mm-hmm. in the collage. And then the publicist of Travis Kelsey shares it in her story. And then the girl that posted originally came out and said, well, I put the clown head to not take away from Puri's birthday. I said, okay, I'm a grown ass woman. First of all, if you're not trying to take away from your friend's birthday, why are you including a picture of her and Taylor Swift in a collage? If you're going to put a clown head on her, that's a, then why is Travis Kelsey's publicist then sharing it and adding it to her story? And she's like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. What do you mean? It's a huge clown head over Taylor Swift. What do you mean you didn't mean anything by it? It it was. So you think you're trying to clown her? Is that what it was? What? She. So what was the. Does anybody remember the guy's name that tried to steal Taylor Swift's music? That big. I forget his name right off the top of my head. Do you remember Scotty? Scooter Braun. Yeah, Scooter Braun. She used to work for Scooter Braun. And she's now Travis Kelsey's PR person. So I have a feeling there's some mean girl shit. Look, I, I'm 48 years old. I know what mean girl shit looks like. I see it all the time. It happens to me all the time. It happened to me the other day at the warehouse. I'm like, why do bitches got to be so mean? <laughs> like I stop being rude to other girls. It like it's you at the bar in Miami. <laughs> it, oh, that was funny. That was funny. And I handled it like a boss. You should be proud of me. Cause I was like, let's start over. I don't want to get into that story, yeah, but yeah. I, I, she was like, screaming at me i'm like can we just start over like what happened oh my god (laughs) old jessica would have been like let's roll (laughs) throw hands um but no like stop being mean to other girls anyway i know mean girl shit this was mean girl shit Mm. and i'm gonna i'm curious to what travis kelsey will do and handle it because i was trying to be i'm always objective though i'm always fair dealer and going okay what do you think she there's no way around it like literally i looked at every aspect of the story it's just a shitty thing to do. And if you were that thoughtless, then you shouldn't be in PR because that it's just stupid. That's a professional big foul. Wow. She needs a PR. Yeah. Oh, she does. <laughs> I mean, she wow. really does. It was a really crap thing to do. And it was a crap thing for a friend to do, but really thoughtless and careless as someone's PR person. And then on a personal level, I mean, I just think it's mean girl shit and I don't like mean girl shit. Look, I don't care if you're direct or honest, because I'm like that. Yeah, I'll yeah. call a spade a spade. That's not mean girl shit. But you start doing mean girl shit, and to me, you're just, you go down a notch in every way possible. So, but whatever. Moving on. I love you, Travis. All yeah, right. Man, don't mess with them. <laughs> I, know. I mean, who doesn't want to share a picture of them with, like, a famous person, especially as someone as big as Taylor Swift? It, you like, have to go look at it, it real quick on TikTok while we're moving. We'll do TikToks. Yeah, go look at a the Travis PR scandal. I don't know what the search was. Yeah, just real shit. Well, now they're saying they're a little concerned that the whole thing might be a distraction too. The whole relationship. Oh God, because you saw you saw Travis Frankie, went to like the the World Series game on a Friday. She's and doing. Then they it. lost the game on Sunday, so they're like, "Uh oh, what's going on?" I was guys, like, "Man, let the man live." Guys, do you want tinfoil for your head too? <laughs> do you need some tinfoil? Uh, I'm going to start passing it out for all these stupid conspiracy theories people come up with. Oh hey, my God. Don't get mad at me. I'm team, I'm team, uh, Trey Tay. I don't ever get mad at you. Can I just say this real quick and let's move on to Ash Jess. You're the best travel buddy. You're just an excellent best friend. <laughs> and like, you're a friend of a lifetime, Frankie. I couldn't be more grateful for you. And you know, it takes a lot for me to say publicly. <laughs> it's so stupid. See it? <laughs> See it? But you are. We had the best freaking time. You always look out for me. You always direct me. I don't take 
much advice from anybody and you always direct me because you're always looking out and anytime you want to travel we had so much fun <laughs> what was the thing i said to you when i was super drunk shut, shut the up. fuck <laughs> shut the fuck up jessica and i go okay <laughs> but i also can say it to you like i can just be like freaky you're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because we're older and we're just getting older and we're just like, whatever. I just want to live my life. Leave me alone. I'm getting that point where I'm just like, everybody leave me alone. I just want to live my life. I want to have fun. I don't have time. I want all good vibes. And if you're bad vibes, just want, let's play a game of one less friend, right? Yeah, I, I, I do, agree. I, it doesn't mean I don't care. It's just I'm getting the point. I don't have time. I agree. Yeah, I think Miami did that for me too because I saw so much good vibes. I was like, yeah, I don't have time for bad vibes anymore. This is just, and people that are just complete strangers being cool, friends from the past just being awesome. And, you know, anyway, moving on, let's go to some ass. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Frankie? Okay, so I'm going to ask you my second question first because it's a simple one. Okay. It has to do with Travis Kelsey and you being a workout freak. This sounds exciting. <laughs> if you have to choose between a workout buddy, between between Travis Kelsey or Brad Pitt, <laughs> who would you go? Who you know? Who would you choose to work to be a workout buddy? <sighs> what kind of workout? I know to That's work what? you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Like legit, because I would choose one for one reason and one for the other. Yeah. I mean, Travis is so tall and funny and quirky. Brad's so hot and my old faithful. <laughs> I mean, Brad is the, besides Paul Walker, rest in peace, Paul. <clears throat> the love of my celebrity life, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go Travis because I think I'd have <gasps> just way more fun. And here's why I'm not talking about workout like that. He's just so funny and I love funny. I can. I can overlook a lot of other things for that kind of wit and fun and how he like just dances. That's why I think him and Taylor work. You know what I mean? Like, I just love that humor. I don't know. Once uh, Brad Pitt takes his shirt off, I think you would change your mind. I, I don't know. <laughs> See, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know. God, that's a hard question. <laughs> See, she's like, oh, what? Huh? I, she's I, I'm, I would go Travis. Um, but I would be really sad to give up Brad. He's my, my old faithful. He's probably, I don't know. I don't know. God. All right, moving on. Julio. Right, um, you find this humorous. Thing. I don't know. Like, Who would you pick? Oh, between Brad Pitt and Travis Kelsey? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, it's hard yeah. because Brad's so freaking hot and like... <laughs> dreamy and like Robert Redford dreamy and like I would love to look at him don't take me wrong but I'm so with the vibes of Travis and that damn height like I but I love his vibes he's so funny so funny anyway your question Julio if anything the question is who would be less distracting Oh, but my question is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just went in my head. I know. Like, I was like, everybody's like, what? I know. I was like drooling a little uh, bit. Yeah. We, right. we need a tissue here for her drool, uh, Scotty. <laughs> but in honor of uh, spooky season ending, Jess, uh, what's your favorite scary movie? Ooh. Yes, Halloween is... Oshi was supposed to dress up tonight. He's been <clears> a very <throat> bad, bad boy. He did not want to put on his costume. Um, So... Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, is one of my favorite, favorite movies. Um, one, two, Freddy's Stop. Coming you know, you need to stop. You. Jessica, stop. Three, four, better lock your door. Okay. Um, the movie that scares me the most, though, um, is Event Horizon. Have you guys seen that? Scott, have you seen that? That movie is that, is it like a Mars movie with uh, Samuel Jackson or one of those? Or not Samuel yeah. Jackson, uh, the other guy. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Watch it. Frankie, don't watch it. Because when I can't go to you sleep did, after watching it, to, I, to, to this day, the only other movie that scares me and I can't get through is The Ring. And I imagine that 
little thing clawing. I whatever. We don't need to get to details. That's cool. Your brother asked a question, yeah. not me. Just mention the title and move on. All right. Well, what a great cast for Event Horizon. Event Horizon is uh, Sam Neill's in it. It's wicked. It's just wicked, scary, and it's demon scary, and yeah. Yes, no. It freaks me out right, cool. every time. All right, whatever. Frankie is so. Everybody who's out there, he is such. <laughs> if I bring up. Um, Psychics. If I bring Dude. up scary movies, if I bring up anything, he doesn't even celebrate the Halloween. Nope, because he's scared. Scott, did you know that about him? Not my thing. I did not. Yeah, he's yeah. like freaked out. He'll be like, Jessica, stop. I'm hanging up. Stop. Dang, <laughs> I still won't believe it to an extent. Yeah, no, he's terrified. No, no, bro, no, I don't like what's your scare? About. What's your favorite scary movie, Scotty? Oh, I have no clue. What do you mean you have no clue? You like scary, scary movies? movies? Oh, you don't. Scott, yeah, what's I'm your like favorite Frankie, Pixar I'm movie? Not that scared. All right, what's your favorite? Uh, never mind. mind. Never mind. No, 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 I'm not asking you your favorite scary movie. All right, Frankie, what's your follow up? Because then we got to. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Um, remember that uh, that reel I sent you? Which about one? About hypotheticals? No. Why is it, Jessica, that women always got to be coming up with hypotheticals for their significant other? And then when the significant <laughs> other gives their answer, they get crucified. They, the women take it like, like it's a real situation, and then they get crucified. Has this happened to you, Frank? You seem very upset. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. The real is hilarious, but I mean, it is like a super crazy hypothetical that would never happen. I mean, yeah, it's funny, but it's at the same time, like, why do women get that way? Why is it that women tend to ask a hypothetical and then when the, you know what? I should actually mention what it was. Should I mention what it was? The, no, no, I don't think right. we need to go there. Um, <clears throat> Julio, has that happened to you? No, I mean, no. no. Scotty, has that happened to you? Did you hear what he said? Say it one more time. So why, when women, he first of all, I'll address the women thing. Um, but why is it when women ask a hypothetical question, right? They'll be like, oh, your girlfriend or whatever. It is like, hey, Scott, like, what if yada, 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 right? And you give the answer and then you're crucified as a man. You're like, yeah. it was just supposed to be a hypothetical. Like, has that happened to you? I don't know if it has, but I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> has it ha Frankie, it's obviously happened to you. Yeah, it happened to me. I remember... You know, like my ex-wife was like, if I ever die, promise me that you would never get, she goes, would you get, she asked me, would you get married again? Right. Like if I were to die. Right. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, if you die, you're not going to know what I do afterwards. But since I'm a smart guy, I was like, <laughs> of course not, baby. It's all you. Like, I would just be a, you know, what is it, widower? Widower. You know, yeah, Correct. for the rest of my life. And I'll just cherish the moments we live. Is that really what you said? Yeah, like she's gonna know what I do afterwards. <laughs> this is deep. Yeah, no, bro. Because like, if I were to say, to, I'm telling you, if I would have been like, of course I would get remarried. It would be unfair with this. Oh, that would have been a big fight. Oh, you don't love me. I knew it. You know, whatever, whatever. Because that's how they, that's how what happens. That's why hypotheticals. That's that's why I asked the question I did. Why is it that women do that? So I'm gonna go first off. It's not just women. That's not fair. Um, because this has happened to me and I've been backed into a corner many times by men. Many, many, what many times. What asks a hypothetical and gets offended? Like, for real? She's making that Have up. you talked to dudes? <laughs> oh, no, you're right. I, I, I'm, I'm not talking to... Uh, I'm just saying, have you talked to... Like, legit, this I've, happens to me and I get backed into a corner and I'm pretty... I'm not giving you the sugar-coated answer you want to hear. I'm giving you the, the truth. That's, yeah, I'm, I want to hear what you think. So, here's what... I don't know what they asked. Here's what I think happens. So I think one, I'm going to always go to, as you grow older, the less this happens. On the flip side of that, I've heard girlfriends my age and older do this to men. I, I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. I also hear men do it because I'm not going to let women just be like, women do it. Men do it all the time. So I think this comes with, I don't know how, this is how I put this. I don't know how to communicate with you and ask what I really want to ask. So now I'm, and I don't want to look crazy and I'm really not sure what answer I want. So I'm going to ask a hypothetical. So I get a real answer out of you and yes. And then I'm going to kick you, kick, kick the crap out of your answer. 
So yes, it happens all the time. Um, I, I think as you mature, I think it's extremely immature, right? Um, I, I was guilty of it in my 20s, 100% sure. I yeah, I mean, when I, I was asked that, I was in my 20s. And also, I'm not yeah. saying, I, I'm not saying I didn't do it in my 30s. I'm just saying I remember like yeah. doing this in my 20s. And it was just, you know, insecurity, first of all, a lack of emotional intelligence and that that's gained and lack of the ability to communicate what I really want to ask, right? And- you know, I kind of compare this to like, if somebody says to me, Hey, if we're in an accident and you hit my ex, or I heard this somewhere and you hit your ex, right. And would you go help him first or me first? Well, first of all, if you only have a broken leg and they have a shard of glass in their neck, I'm definitely going to help them first because I'm a human and I have a heart and I, I have blood pumping <laughs> through it. Yeah. And it's a decent thing to do. So, and it, you know, unless they murdered somebody, I'm helping them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it's silly to ask. If, if somebody asked me if I die, you know, what you were saying, would you get remarried? If somebody asked me that, well, first of all, I don't know how I feel about marriage. I'll, I'll do it if I love somebody because they, they need to do it. But let's pretend I liked it. Then, you know, I would... Yeah, I, I probably would. I'd be with somebody else, whether it's marriage or whatever, right? And then if a person's asking that and on the other end they're going, oh my God, how could you get married? Well, I'm not going to ever love somebody the way I love somebody else, right? But yeah. you are going to move on. So, I, I mean, I think it also goes in line with what you said back when we had that whole show on body count and when guys ask and they get pissed off because they can't handle the answer, and I think we're backing people into corners with bullshit questions because we can't communicate. And secondly, we can't handle the answers we get anyway. So do we really want to know? And I think it goes back to me included. If I do pull shit like this, you need to check yourself. What's going on with you? I mean, is it like or what's going on with the relationship or what, what, what is going on that you feel the need to do this? Cause it's a very toxic behavior. I know, it sounds like, like they need validation, like extra validation, right? And it might be something's lacking in the relationship, yeah. but you got to go back as a person and kind of look at why am I doing this? It's because, is it because I'm not getting something from my partner? Is it hard to communicate? Do I not know how to communicate or am I just being immature and, and silly yeah. and, and asking questions where there is no win to this and this is a fight. And now it, look, <laughs> <laughs> People, guys, ladies, I can only speak to my ladies. Look, value yourself. You're worthy of such great love and affection. Don't waste your time on petty crap. If you're with a great person and you love them, love them and and communicate with them. And unless they're doing something naughty, enjoy it. God, enjoy your relationship. Put effort into it and just and have lots of sex, <laughs> like I always say. Um, so what do you guys think? I already told you my my opinion. Well, yeah. I'm just here taking notes, trying to learn. <laughs> you and Scott is Scott even here anymore? Did he leave us again? What do you think, Scotty? Do you have an, do you, did you learn anything from that, or did you not pay attention? Yeah, this is stressing me out. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> He's like, wow, like Why? Are they gonna we can me? barely hear you, by the way. Why is it stressing you out? I feel I don't know. I haven't experienced some of this stuff yet. Yeah, I mean, Scott, you're 25. Yeah. It, First of all, and I'll say to a guy from a, like, or anybody, but to you, don't let it stress you out. Don't put up with that shit. Like, is it fair to say that's a red flag? I, I, it's hard to say because I think it also changes with age, right? I think you can't blame a 25 year old, not meaning you, Scott, because you are mature. I'm saying it for a 25 year old woman, their, their emotional intelligence is so different, what they've been through, how they communicate. So I, that, it's not necessarily a red flag. I think though, for the person like Scott, who's 25, it could be a very teachable moment for this woman. Instead of Scott actually responding, being like, okay, this is one of those questions that I'm going to walk into <laughs> yeah, and being like, Hey, I'm willing to answer this for you. And it sounds really, uh, Aristotle. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to, uh, I'm willing to answer this for you, but why are you asking me this? And you can kind of flip that script, Scott, and make it a really healthy conversation for a person 
that genuinely might just be insecure and coming to you. And if it's a good relationship all around, I think it would be a great teachable moment. What if she says, I just want to know. Then be able, then handle the answer that you give, be honest. And then if she doesn't, Scott, set the boundary. Like meaning I'm not going to do, I love you. I'm willing to still be with you. Obviously I'm not saying end your relationship, but set the boundary. I'm not going to play this game anymore. And that's how you grow your relationship. I think yeah. you grow as a person and you learn to set boundaries because I didn't. That's yeah. the problem. I, I mean, did you not. You could say, are you saying this for fun and we're going to leave it at that? Or are you trying to ask me something else that's deeper than that? Because I don't want to, you know, make this something serious when it's not. Like if it's, you're asking me this question because you're trying to find out something else that's actually serious. Right. You know, because hypotheticals. I don't think you'll get, I think depending on the ages, the straight answer you're going to get to that question. But I'm going to give you my advice, Scotty. Don't tell the truth. <laughs> tell them what they want to hear because it's a hypothetical oh, and there is no point I of just, arguing over I a hypothetical. I 100% disagree with that question because we don't teach people to be better by giving them the answer they want to hear. Screw that. If a guy asks me that and gets mad at me, I'm either going to be like, okay, we need to have a, a come to Jesus right now. We're not, I'm not doing this shit or peace out by, I, I what am I, do you think they like, they care about Jesus? They just want to know. <laughs> There's no room. Do the- you know what I mean by a come to yes. Jesus? Okay. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but. You're trying to be funny. <laughs> There's always room for Jesus. Scott. I'm just saying, that. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at your age, it's just, I think it, Part of that is immaturity and lack of emotional intelligence. And that's not an insult. I was not where I am today emotionally. And sometimes I'm still an idiot. (laughs) I'll be the first to claim it. But I mean, I'm not going to put up with some guy going, would you save your ex or me first? Well, it depends on who's worse injured. Of course, baby, I would save you. Back then, wouldn't you have said that maybe? Scotty, listen to that. They asked me that. She's like, would you save me? Or you're baby, at, I, think I would you save asked- you first, make sure you're good. And if once I know you're fine, I will go mm. check up on her. But that's what I said. Okay. I said the same thing. If you have a, if you're sitting there with a broken leg and this one has a shard in their neck, I'm helping my ex. Cause they're probably dying. No, see, no. Yeah. You say, baby, fuck that. Fuck that woman. <laughs> you first. <laughs> and then we'll see how it goes. And then you'd be like, Oh, thanks baby. That's what she'll say. Thank you, baby. I know you'd love me. See? And then it'll continue on and eventually you'll get resentment for having to answer this bullshit. You guys are going to end up fighting and splitting up anyway. But go with Frankie's advice for sure. Oh. I'm just, hey, I've learned because I've been backed into these corners by men. Okay, we're, we're arguing over a hypothetical here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you know why? And Frankie and I said this in Miami. He's like, Frankie. you're definitely the dude in this friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I said something the other day, and Frankie's like, dude, you are such a guy. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I just, with my guy friends, I, I kind of, I all right, whatever. <laughs> so moving on. So Frankie was, I wasn't going to talk about this this week, and Mr. Triggered over here. <laughs> oh, Mr. Triggered. Mr. Trigger. I'm always <laughs> accused of being triggered. I'm laying there on a nice Saturday night just trying to enjoy my, or it was Friday, and I get a blow up like I was about the body count thing. I am so triggered. I am done with this shit, Jessica. Why is this blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh God, what's going on? What's going on? And um, of course, Julio is always the voice of humor. <laughs> and I, Scotty, do you have that reel you can play? I'm going to play it. Turn it up super loud because I can't, I have to play the reel where men and women were asked if they got 80% of everything they want in their ideal mate, would they be happy with that? And women said, no, that's settling. And men said, 80%, I'd be thrilled, that's a catch. And so- 80% to the women you surveyed is settling? That's settling because, you know, the question is, what actually makes us happy in long-term romantic love? And, you know, that's the question that I explore in the book. And I'm a journalist, so I went out and I asked neurobiologists about chemistry, and I asked behavioral economists about demographics, and I asked marital researchers. What are women too picky about here? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, men and women were asked what would be a deal breaker for going on a second date. And men named three things. They said she has to be cute enough. She doesn't have to look like Angelina Jolie. She just has to be cute enough. She has to be warm and kind. And she has to be interesting to talk to. Those seem like really valid criteria. Ding, 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 ding. Pretty simple. Right. 
Okay, reasonable, right? The women came back with 300 things that would rule out a guy for a second date. And we're talking about like another two hours and maybe a free dinner. And they wouldn't do it. And there were things like he wore a brown belt with black shoes. Or we were having a really good time and I thought he was cute and he was interesting. But then he went, he did this Austin Powers impression. And I just can't get that out of my mind and I can't go out with him again. Austin Powers guy could be the love of her life. <laughs> you are so triggered. Oh, so, how would I not be triggered? How would I not be triggered? Oh, I did my research on this all day, all night last night. Sorry. And, but I'm going to let you talk first since you were so triggered. And I, I don't ever let you take the floor, but I'm going to let you take the floor and I want you to run with why you were triggered and be honest. I'm not being mean. No, no, no. I mean, it, the whole clip said it. It's like they came back with 300 plus excuses reasons why not to go on a second date it's that's not reasonable like the guys had three reasons why you know simple they even the guy said simple how many women did she survey and how many men did she survey i don't remember the well, point that is, would be that would be a key point first go ahead yeah i mean <laughs> but what triggered what because it's like the eighty percent, there's so it was. It wasn't just like simple things. It was like, you know, the eighty percent is like valid things, like important things, right? And then you're gonna miss out on eighty percent of what you're looking for because of something so simple as the guy said a joke that I didn't like and it annoyed me. You know, the guy didn't dress properly. Like I didn't like how he was dressed. Those things you can. Women are always looking to change the guy. Those are things mm. you could. You know, help the guy change. See, that's reasonable to help a guy change when it comes to those things. That's all I'm saying. It just triggers yeah. me because it's it just seems so unreasonable. It seems just so out there. Okay. So you sent me this and my immediate retort, and wasn't to argue, and I, I made this point. I said women might have 300 things, but a majority of ghosting goes on by men. And women will vocalize their things. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what this book was written about because I went and did my research because oh, I was, was like, it? "Huh?" Those are one of the questions. What year was it? It 2010. Oh, was it? And um, I always come with, uh, loaded. I come with my loaded guns, and uh, not real guns, guys. I meant information. <laughs> Before we go down that road, oh boy. Um, and I, my my retort to you when we were talking to both of you was, <laughs> "That's I, I. I'm not saying it's unvalid, and I." I invalid and I don't not valid, excuse me. And I don't think that there are a lot of women out there that don't ha or have unrealistic expectations. Absolutely. There are men that have unrealistic expectations, yeah, of course, of course. but I, women are more, you have to look at, take this before I tell you the title of the book and why she wrote this book. You have to take this with a grain of salt to a point of, you have to remember that women are very detail oriented, right? We're the multitaskers. Men are the providers. Uh, I'm talking just uh, by nature. I'm not saying you have to be a provider. This just, I don't even want to say high level, but when you break down the physiology, psychology of men and women, generally speaking, right? So women look at things in way more detail, right? Yeah. Men look at things, provider, bringing, they, they need less in terms of detail a lot of times. Like you'll go look at a pair of black pants and you're going to go buy them, Right. Not, uh, you're probably going to just go, okay, here's three. Okay, I'll take this one, right? Yeah, if it's, if it's comfortable. I go buy a know. pair of black pants for work. I'm looking at the threading. I look at how the hem's done. I look, how are these belt loops? How thick are they? Do I have a belt? Do I want belt loops? Do I want flat front? Because am I going to wear this with a white shirt? How is the zipper sewn in? Literally, this is what I do when I go buy black pants for work. Yeah. Women and are just and, it'll, and the pants will fit every criteria she wants. But if it's too expensive, nope. See? That's that, some that women. 20%. No, I, I 80% of the pants is perfect, but the price wasn't, so no. Okay. I'm that proves my point. Okay. So, um, no, I spend money. I, I would buy like theory pants for, and I know I'm going to spend two $250 on these pants for work. So, th that being said, um, my thing was women might be direct and have all these things back in 2010. And I do think the whole dating situation has gotten worse. However, I also think that men are the bigger ghosters. So they're not fitting criteria. They just don't have the balls to say it. And it's the same thing, just different tactics. 
It's the same thing, different tactics. Tell me how it's different. And I'll go back to what I said about dating apps. When you're dating, Scott, do you want to say something, babe? No, keep talking. (laughs) When you're dating on dating apps and I'm dating, I'm not anybody. I've given up dating, but I'm dating you and now I'm going out with you and now I'm going out with you and now I'm going out with you. Here's 20% of I want. Here's 10% of I want. Here's 30% I want. Here's You're never making a real connection ever, ever, ever. We're not making real connections right now as it is. Um, the book was called, so let's go back to what this book was actually called. Yeah, what was it it called? was like, marry him, the case for settling for Mr. Good enough. And her basis of the book is she's a 40 year old single mother. And basically she said, and this God, I would love to replay the capped at 40 episode. It was basically about women that were over 40 because they weren't fertile anymore and they weren't good looking anymore. They needed to settle for Mr. Good enough and they shouldn't have so many, um, values that they, they, they need to narrow down like, okay, these three things are good enough. I'll take him because they were less fertile and less good looking. And that was the basis of the book. So I, what a devalue to women, period, older women who look, we, everybody gets older. Right. And I, I would never say I'm as pretty as I was in my thirties. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, it doesn't mean I don't, I'm not allowed to have standards that meet me, that meet my needs. And my wants, hold on, I'm going to finish. And I, and just because I'm not fertile, like it, read the book. I read, I, I read excerpts from the book. So it was pretty demoralizing to women. So I would be very curious to how many women she surveyed versus men she surveyed and what each of those women actually said, what the age group of those women were. Because if she surveyed a majority of women in their 20s, I would expect 300 different answers. If she majority of women were in their fifties and forties, but we don't know that information. So I have a problem with this statement. However, I'm not disagreeing that women are definitely more picky. However, I'll also challenge you both. It, can you name your top six to 10 things you want in a woman? Your three, three to six things you want in a woman, like period, just solid. This is what I want because most people cannot. I even struggled to rewrite mine and I had written them with Kevin I, I looked and I'm like, what do I, cause I've even changed so much since I've done this podcast. What do I really want out of a partner? Most people don't even fucking know men and women. You know what you want? I'm not being mean, Frankie. I love I'm not you. You know, that personal. No, okay. No. Okay. Uh, of course. I mean, what? Tell us three, <clears throat> the most important three to you. Once again, it's simple. It's no, like, well, if it's simple, tell me three okay. fast. Uh, loyalty, respect. That's, that's you know, a given. That's bold. That's not, yes. Those yeah. are our RST LNEs. But what do you want in a woman? For her to be easygoing, fun, like communicative, you know, like that treats me how I want to be treated. Yeah. Love, happiness. Yeah. It's simple. It's like, I can work with the rest. Like if, you know, we all have our issues, you know, as long as she's, yeah. Julio, what do you want in a woman? Uh, fun loving. It's a struggle. I what mean, do you really want? Three things that you really, really want. Because I'm thinking, like, uh, is it just personality that I'm thinking? Or is it, like, certain abilities, too? Like, i like her to be able to cook. I'm not saying that she's going to be a slave in the kitchen. But, but you that's know, fair. That's uh, 100% fair. Like, I looked, and I was like, God, what do I really want? And I, I literally, I'm going to have to think about it. When we come back on, I'm going to say them. Because I was like, it is so important to me for a guy to have a sense of humor, but a certain type of sense of humor. Yeah. And... So I look like the bitch that's too picky, but I'm not. It's just because I'm so sarcastic and witty. You know what I mean? I need yeah. someone that can match me on that playing field and not because I'm being picky because I, I, guys just don't get my humor. They're either like, you're too much of a dude or you're being a bitch, and I'm not. And the few guys that have been able to really get that and grasp onto that, I have so much fun with them, you know, so. Look, I just say just, you just have to, one has to be realistic though. You know, obviously, as you age, things change, you know. But I like, think first we need to know what we really want. Yeah, I'm of not, course. I'm, not, I'm addressing that as a whole to the audience and myself and you and you. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people actually know what they want. And I, I, I think if you pick someone and you love them, work with it. You're not settling. I think settling is such a 
It's whatever. The wor- it's the worst word. It's yeah. the worst word because yeah. I think see that's the thing. So certain terms, certain words is what makes it so like ugh. But I think you know? if you aren't look, being single is actually a gift. I've embraced this yes. more and more in the last month, I think, than I ever have of being like I don't, it's not that I like being single because there's moments I cry and I'm lonely and I want to, cause I'm better domestic. I love being domesticated. I love sharing with somebody and, and I'm, I'm a girl, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think it's, look, it's a fantasy to think you're going to find someone with a hundred percent of what you're looking for. You're not, you know? So that's what I'm saying. So what is it that you're, when we've had this conversation before, what is it that you're willing to negotiate or, or do without and, and I think and it's I reasonable, think, but you know? I think again, I'll always go back to, and I think you'd agree. We have to be asked if we have the privilege to be single, whether we're, you know, 18 or our age or older. Right. And we have the opportunity to find a partner, whether it's our first committed relationship or our 20, I don't know how many committed relationship people have in their life, but I think it's a great opportunity to really be looking at ourselves. What do we really want? And asking the right questions of people because we get that opportunity again. And I I personally know that I, I've I've been with great people for long term really great. I'm not yeah. that's not what I'm trying to say. I, I should have been asking better questions for somebody that fit better than me. But I get each relationship is different and I get that opportunity. I've had just the best chance to grow. So I think it's super important to realize what values we want. And of course we all want loyalty, respect come on, those are get who doesn't, right? Yeah, but what do you want that fits you? And does that work for another person? And I, I think that's a beautiful thing, but you gotta be really thinking about, give yourself that uh, respect to yourself to ask yourself those questions. And then in turn, you give it to somebody else because you're not wasting their time or yours, or it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, and that's, but that's the thing. I think that's what's lost in the, in the dating scene now, because you know, you have a list of the things you want, Duh. right? And then when <laughs> you when you go out, like, that's why you go on multiple dates to be like, you know, let me get to know this person. And, you know, oh, she's funny. Oh, she's cute. Oh, she likes, you know, to go to, you know, um, raves. She likes to go to see DJs. You know, she likes the kind of music I like. You know, oh, she's, you know, and she doesn't have to like everything I like. There's things that she does that she enjoys. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I like that you like that. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I like that, that those are the things that, that you do. Also, I find intriguing, even though it's not my thing, but I like that your hobbies are interesting or your tastes are, are interesting. You know, I like how you dress. I like your taste in dressing. I like that you cook. Or I like that you, you know, very, you know, thoughtful. Stuff like that. And that's how, that's what dating is supposed to do when you go out and meet somebody and you do mm-hmm. multiple dates. I think the worst thing about social media is it's ruined relationship culture in a lot of ways. But we still are human and we have to take accountability and ownership and we can take that back and take that control back in our lives. Right. And I think, you know, just like a lot of people, if you talk psychologists break down cheating, well, your wife had 90% of of what you wanted and this girl had 10% and now you're walking away from the 90%. Why did you do that? And I think the same thing applies to dating. You know, you meet these people and, and, they have it, but they're everybody's looking for the next best thing. They're not being honest with themselves. They're not asking questions. Just like, I don't know if it's looks or like, well, can't settle for that. Cause it's scroll, scroll. People just become dehumanized almost. Yeah. Yep. And That's the key word. like, I, it's been cool being on dating apps just, you know, for this show. And I'll, I'll, we'll end with something funny and all that we, you know, I'm not saying I was on it just for the show, but trying it out, but it's not for me because I just think it, the whole experience is dehumanized. I didn't go on a single date. <laughs> I mean, I was asked and like, yeah. blah, blah, but I just, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's not because of my age. It's just like, I'm like, what, what is this bullshit? But that's the, I think that's the key word you said. It's like desens- dehumanized. What was all that desensitizes you also? Yep. Because when I look at certain reels of, of certain like, podcast or 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 when when the guy is like talking about women and the women talking about guys they they say stuff like like oh you as a woman the value you have is like your youth right so when i was young as a, a young man you didn't value me because you know i didn't have what i have but now 
as men, we get older, we become more valuable. And you as women, since you're losing your valueness, your youth and your looks, you know, now you want to, now you're willing to settle this and that. And you want me to give up my, you know, now that I'm peaking, it's like, that is such a horrible way of thinking. Oh, the way people, and we need to wrap this up for Scott, but the way people talk about each other, the way women are, and not that men are, but I mean, the degradation, look, women to me are the most beautiful, complex, crazy. We need a little yes, crazy creatures, Yes, but we are, I, I know, I'm not, I'm not speaking to it because I am a woman. I'm saying women are amazing, amazing creatures. Like, Yes, their minds, the effect they're they're nurturing the way you know whether they nurture fur babies or real babies and yes. take care of of everybody and you know women are truly amazing and the way I watch them be degraded every day it, online is just it's baffling it to me it, it it's sad and a lot of it is coming from young men but I only can look at the older men on Facebook that are my age leading this this narrative. And I'm just like, guys, this isn't, yes, we have shitty women out there and we have shitty men out there. Maybe those people have an opportunity to grow. Right. But we're not helping the cause of valuing our women or valuing our men by leading them down a road of degrading each other. I agree. Because there's some guys that say, well, women who have single moms, right. They're not as, and let's wrap a good quality because they already have kids. And yeah. it's like, I'm not going to raise somebody else's kids. I was like, fine, you don't want to do that? Move out of the way. There's some of us yeah. who are willing to do that, that we meet somebody great, and because we like them and we learn to see who they are, we're willing to raise, you know, And a being, kid being a single parent, I was one, and but I mean, I definitely didn't have as hard as others, but is, is, is a truly amazing, look, I admire my, I respect myself for it, and I look at every single parent out there and think, Stand, you know, yeah. uh, the good ones. You always have you have shitty regular parents, but hey, you know. That, that I being said, that being up. said, so why anyway, is it, why is it that we uh, put up with a whole bunch of stuff, Jessica? <laughs> I'm referring to the meme. What meme? The one that I sent you. The one that said "fool me once." <laughs> <Shame on you. laughs> okay, yeah. So we'll wrap this up with something funny. I had a couple something funnies. Frankie sent me this meme, and it was "fool me once, shame on you." Fool me 52 times. You must have good D. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, he goes, is that true? Not, I mean, not you. Meaning like, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, that was funny. It's and then I, the one, other one I liked was, um, it's not the walk of shame. Hold on. It's the got laid parade. <laughs> the got laid. Nothing's worse than the walk of shame, right? That's pretty bad. Have you ever had to get an Uber? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to hear any crap because I don't think any. Okay, maybe some people haven't. Everyone's done a walk of shame. Mm-hmm. The worst is when it's like in the club dress and it's daylight. You're like, oh shit, dude! I walked out with like dress shoes, no socks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, what do I say? If it's not bringing you, or mm, not what right. I say. Joey Zalzig says, if it's not bringing you inspiration, income, or an orgasm, why are we messing with it? And in your relationship, make sure you're talking about and having what? Sex, 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 sex. (laughs) Anyway, guys, we will be back hopefully in two weeks, maybe three weeks. Wish me luck on my surgery. I'll miss you guys. I'll try to post as much as I can. And we love you guys so much. And thank you, Miami. Take good care, guys. Later. Later. Daniel Buckley.